What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today, like my man Steve Harvey done say. Steve Harvey, who is accurately played by my amazing guest, Keenan Thompson, is on the show. Uh, love this dude. So funny, so cool, so talented. Uh, been in the game for so long and continues to kill it. Love him. Come see me live. Uh, me and Bobby Lee are finishing out the Bad Friends Tour this year where we do a ton of stand-up, bits from the show. It's interactive with the audience. It's so much fun. Come see the Bad Friends live. Go to badfriendspod.com. Badfriendspod.com. This weekend, we will be in D.C. Huh? What would the founder fathers want you to do? They want you to come see Bad Friends uh, in D.C. Washington, D.C., come get your tickets. Uh, next weekend, we'll be in Denver. Then we go to Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, and Madison to end the tour Go to badfriendspod.com for those tickets, badfriendspod.com. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I said that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. Oh, man. It is Keenan Thompson. Keenan, cheers. Oh, Thank cheers you for coming on the you, show, man. Brad. Thanks for having me, I appreciate me, you. Just a little sniff of something. Just a little. Mm. hmm mm. Let it settle in the blood. Real good, huh? Now, that's real good. Yeah, you like it? That's real good. But now, you're not a big, you're not a big drinker, though. You, you, uh. Yeah, I'm not a huge. You like But I, you stuff. know. When it, you know, if we're out and about, it's usually like for dinners and then you dinners. Know, you have a drink. evenings kind of stuff. Yeah, You're I'm not, not a throughout the day. No, no. Well, neither am I. I mean, <laughs> unless I'm shooting this show, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I got a drink. Um, yeah. I, I, were you never a drinker when you were like, were you yo- when you were younger? Did you drink a little bit or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I went through them all. You know, starting with like, I don't know. Brass monkeys or something like whatever you can get, you what know. Is, wait, what is that? I don't know. That's a drink. Brass, the brass monkey is monkey? like one of those like pre-mixed, real like back of the kind of gas station free, like you know what I mean? Cooler under the beer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Might as well be Jägermeister, but it's right, nice. right, right. It's, it's its own concoction thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's just known as like brass monkey. It's horrible. It's basically. trash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Malt liquor go. and orange juice. There you go. <laughs> Malt liquor. <laughs> And orange, orange juice. juice. It's awful. Um, Zimas, you know what I mean? Went yeah, dude, Zima I remember Zimas. Zimas is a thing that most of our audience has <laughs> no idea what that is. This was before I knew, you know, fine, you know, spirits, basically. Right. So I went Amaretto Sour, you know, all the way through, you know, Alizé year. <laughs> yeah, your Alizé times? <laughs> Absolutely. Any Hennessy years? I, I didn't love Hennessy by itself, so I enjoyed, like, Alizé, Incredible Hulks. That was the a thing. The Incredible Hulks, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so finally, like, made it to Bach and tequilas and, and whiskey. And whiskey, yeah. That's funny. Zima, for people that don't know, uh, <laughs> Zima was ahead of the game. Now all these people yep. like spiked seltzer. Yep. That, Zima was doing that. It was first. It was just too sweet. 20 years ago, yep. something like that. Way back. Six-pack, whatever, four-pack. Yeah, my uncle used to love Zimas, I remember. And, and our other uncles would make fun of him for bringing Zimas to the party. It's just a bad name, I guess. Yeah, Zima. It is it's <laughs> it's just a bad, a bad name. name. <laughs> It's a bad name because all these other seltzers now, like Topo Chico has one and that's High nice. Noon. To and that Topo Chico. Topo, Kich, nice. Topo Chico. You know, that was the name. That's nice. Topo Chico. Yeah. Nobody wants Azima. <laughs> you guys sell Zima here? Uh, just, you're talking it, about it goes my cousin Zima? It doesn't go with, y'all sell Zima? 
There's <laughs> <laughs> no tough guys. No. Yeah, man, give me a Zima. No, no, not that one. The Zima. <laughs> no. It, does, you, it doesn't work. You sure you don't this want? Nice. You sure you don't want Captain Morgan? Or <laughs> no, no, Zima. <laughs> give me a Zima now. Mm. Yeah, Zima just doesn't have a tough guy ring to it at all. They had to pull it off. Zima who made now. Zima, by the way, Coney? Look it up. Who who was distributing Coors. Zima? Coors. Coors. Swinging a miss. Shout out to Coors. Yeah, but they beat, they were the ahead of the game, man. Yep. Ahead Showing up early. Ninety three. That's Showing when I up that, early. The Zima years. The Look early nineties. Uh, thank you for coming, by the way. I know you're you're in L.A. for a short period Buddy, of time. I am a big fan. You don't Ditto. even know. You don't Ditto. even know. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess I was aware from, like, other, you know, pop-ups, you know, through the years. But that cheeseburger special was on point. Thank you very much, man. On I really point. appreciate you. And that means a lot. The day I went to talk to Pete on his podcast, did he tell you this? Yeah, yeah, he told Yeah, Pete Holmes called me, yeah. Fucking unbelievable. Like, that morning... I didn't even know you guys like knew. I kind of figured it was a small yeah. group, but I didn't know you guys were like tight like that. I was just quoting like, "Show me the shells to myself." I, you know, I was cleaning up, <laughs> and I was like, "You know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm recycling, but like, I don't know if everybody is." And I'm just like not buying, and then I was just like, "Show me the shells." Where are the show? Me show, the shells. show me the shells. <laughs> show me the shells. Nobody's around. You know, it's just yeah. me quoting that shit to myself, and then. When you said that later, to Pete, that I was great. I yeah, really was appreciate that. He told me that. So good. Well, dude, I've been, uh, you know, not to, we'll, we'll uh, tug each other a little bit, but I've been a fan for a long time. And I don't know if you knew, um, I tested for SNL years ago. My year was Pete Davidson's year. I feel like I heard so that. So they picked the wrong guy. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, it was me, yeah. Pete, Dan Soder. Uh, two more and like one or two more New York guys that were like in the final running. And where are you from? Chicago. Oh, interesting. And when I went back and I met with Lauren, um, I tested. Then they flew me back. I flew to LA. Then they flew me back. And Oy. of course, then I was like, I got it. I Oy. got. And then Lauren sat me in his office and we talked for a while. And I met all the writers and met everyone and did that whole dance. And you know, it's it's like an intimidation walk. They like walk you to the hallway to be like. Meet these people. Mm -hmm. Meet these people. And then as you're going, you're, you know, it almost feels like you're at a, um, you know, like I'm at a wedding. Yeah. And you're, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And you have to like, hey, how are you? And you have to kind of match their energy and match their sentiment and their, their like style of like comedy. It's so, in it's an interesting dance. That you got to meet them where they are. Yeah, yeah. I have to meet you where you are. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I, I, I was, back then I was, uh, I was very excited to even be near it. And now you've you've been the king of the castle for so long now. It's kind of crazy, huh? It is the craziest thing ever because I, I remember that process too. It was, you know, I think, I don't know who it's like easy for. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a nightmarish. I imagine for everyone for it was probably awful. Yeah, yeah. It's just everybody has their own version of like how terrorizing it was. Like that's terrorizing that you had to go that far to still not to still not get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a hard no. That's like yeah. a, a woman inviting you over to her, her house late at night on the other side of town. You show up at the front door and she's like, cracks the door and she's like, I don't want you to come in here and then slams the door and you're like, okay, great. So I'll just head back. Just I'll head just... back to the other side of town then because that's where I live. All right, well, and I'll just go home then. From. No, but it's, it's uh, but you know, even seeing from afar, I've had a lot of friends come and go on the show, which mm -hmm. has been pretty incredible and been there after the fact as like a you know like as a fan and a friend and it's just wild to to watch people progress through that thing yeah. what what do you think i know you've been asked before but what do you think your out is on that show do you think you just do it until you one day just go 
I don't think I want to do it anymore. Or- I mean, I'm, you know, obliged until the, like the 50th or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I guess everybody's waiting on, you know, Lauren's decision, like, because that'll be really how the, the show continues cleanly. You know what I mean? Mm. Because, like, you know. There is, like, a possibility of, like, someone else stepping in, but there's also a possibility of the budget, you know, getting slashed. Or, or right. You know, there's just no one, I think, that has that tenured respect of, you know, the suits. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lauren was always our buffer in between the suits. Right. You know what I mean? And the person that inherits that show with so much demand, with so little resources, it's not going to be the same show quickly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you don't want to be that person, I guess. And I don't necessarily want to be there to see the ship fall because I've always, you know, had thoughts of, like, am I staying too long? Am I causing, you know, less of an excitement about it? You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. But, you know, people have always said, like, Saturday night should go away since the first day I was there. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Well, that's, yeah, that's that old, like, uh, I liked it better when... Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Hear it every week. But that's it. But that's it. But they'll say that everyone has said that since it's inception yeah you know like within the first after the first chunk it's the craziest thing ever and you would think people would be aware of that like oh no others have said that and it continues on so maybe i should just rethink before i actually say this thing no but people like, are stupid you can't do that you and know. it's just an awesome platform for talent you know what i mean and like, yeah look at it look what it's look what it cri- i thought about the other night of like uh i saw a billboard for will ferrell's new movie where it's a, the dogs where they're talking dogs you know can't wait yeah, and it looks phenomenal. The trailer looks phenomenal. I, I asked my manager if he would hit them up about part two, like the day I saw the trailer. Yeah, what, like, what's it called? What's pretty it called? please strays, yeah. strays. Yeah, pass that message along. Well, right? I, yeah, because yeah. I know there's going to be a part two. Well, it looks so good, and I thought <clears throat> it's insane. Like that, when you think about what movie stars or television stars, or, or just whatever you want to say, like su- superstars have come off of the that platform bigger than any other platform. Yeah. So when you say stay too long and all that stuff, I don't know if that's a thing. I just think now you've kind of, I don't you've kind either. of cemented in another area of it. I don't either. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's such a one-of-a-kind experience. Number one, coming from a dude that does know the other side of steady work as an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like auditioning and just hustling and this, that, and the other. Like, I know it well. So when it's not hard for me to oblige when I'm asked. You know what I mean? If I wasn't being asked back, I wouldn't be, like, knocking down the door like, y'all need me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you can't let me go. You know, I, I would just be, like, going on into my future, whatever, but yeah. he keeps asking for me. So, so why what not? am I supposed to do? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can do everything else. Like, I've already done my show. Like, I've done, you know, the non-scripted kind of version of the show with Bring the Funny. You know, like, all kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the same time of being there. So, there's no point of me jumping ship from, like, an eight-month predictability, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, that shit's yeah. valuable. It's a sure thing, too. Yeah. And you enjoy it. I mean, you know. That's the the foundation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you love Everything else it. is just super-duper icing. It's the greatest experience ever. That's it's what crazy. I say. We get to eat cake for a living. Yeah. So everything else is, like, it's just icing. Yeah. Every day we – I mean, I, I say that a lot, and I've said that to some of the crew on the road. Whenever we're touring and stuff, when me and Bobby are on the road, and I'm always like, dude, we're eating cake. We can complain, but yeah. you're still eating fucking cake. I'm glad you can be that way. You know what I mean? Because stand-up, like, really bothers me. It's like, tough, huh? It's It's tough on me because I can't forget about the, the evening that's a cometh. You know what I'm saying? So, like, throughout my day, yeah, like, it's just on my mind. And, you know, weeks before, whatever, when you know what I mean? And, like, 
the lead up to, and then the immediate release once I start talking. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like the waiting, the waiting, the waiting all through the day. And you try to pass the time like, oh, I guess we're in Kansas City, so let's look and go to a museum or whatever right, the fuck. Right, 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 right. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. But we like, do an activity. God damn, it bothers me up until that point. You know what I mean? So it just like ruins like a whole lot of time for me. But it bothers you enough to not want to do it anymore? For sure. Yeah. Like, I don't even really do it. Like, I yeah, just have ne- done, like, college gigs or whatever. You think never again? I mean, I if I can avoid it, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, 30 minutes, yeah. <laughs> An hour, I don't want to do that. Like, that's yeah. professional stand-up, and I don't want to be a professional stand-up. You just want to do some time for fun. I, if someone asks me. Or, right. Or if they really need, or if it's a, you know, super-duper check. You know what I mean? Like, it's I don't think it's the way I want it. Because I can't front, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to pretend to be... Because I do respect it so much, and, like, a lot of my heroes came out of there. I just don't think it's for me. Like, that lifestyle to build a good set, it's, I don't think it's for That's me. That's tough. Yeah. Well, do you, did you do a bunch of corporate gigs that put you in a bad place, too? No, but I did a lot of college joints. You know what college, I'm saying? Like, yeah. the college, the, the corporate gigs, they're forgiving. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, you, did, you know, you did, you know, 47 minutes, and, you know, oh, what, you know it's okay. <laughs> Here's the check. But like college gigs, when you run out of shit to say, like they start leaving. You know what I'm saying? And it's like <laughs> that shit is real. And yeah. I didn't want to like fake the funk. So yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm kind of cool on that experience. Do like, you remember one of your? They most don't want to book a 30 ones? minute thing. And then I, you know, I don't have an improv troupe to go out with either. <laughs> right, right, right. So you I have yet to develop clip. my live on stage ability or or appeal, I guess. Yeah. As far as serving both people myself and the audience you know what i mean like, do you remember one gig that was like the worst the one that stood out as one of the worst a college gig that just i don't remember where i feel like it was in chicago but i want to say like i did chicago well once and then another time it didn't go so well so like i want to say maybe northwestern yeah northwestern yeah and yeah i do my 30 and then like i do like a q a or something and that was my way of, you know, 30 and 30 and, and, mm-hmm. and not really having a set or whatever. But, like, I had timed out kind of my story up until that point. And it was, like, timing in, like, 30 minutes when I'm done, like, with, like, funny anecdotes of my career up to that point kind of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, the other, I was like, what if I did, like, a Q&A or something and open it up to the audience? And, you know, some of, a lot of them, you know, went well. But this one specific one. Motherfuckers started pouring out of there, like just leaving mid show. Just leaving, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, well, that's because they can smell that this is unprepared material, and that's not what they usually show up for. You know what I'm saying? They show yeah. up for a show, and this is not a show to them. So I was like, I, you know, there you have it, kind of thing. You know right. I mean? That's the pr- that's the proof. You're like, I'll just stick to what I do best. For sure. Like, it didn't feel good to watch motherfucker like, nerdy as fuck with glasses and shit, like, walking out of my shit. I'm like, out of here, Keenan. You know what I'm saying? Not good enough. <laughs> yeah, they're very smart. Northwesterns are, like, a really good school, you know, too. So and they're, I was like, I can't oh, really say nerds. they don't have anywhere to go because it is Chicago. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They have probably some shit to do that I wasn't servicing the need to stay. So, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a wake-up call. Well, you mentioned, when you said... When you said that, you know, you remember the old ways of auditioning anyway, so the, the security of the job is what's good. You've been you've been on or been working since you were how old? When were, when was your first job? I mean, my first, like, real gig, first, like, check was a commercial when I was, like, 12. Like a fried chicken commercial. What very, kind of, wait, what was it? Very proud of it. It was uh, this restaurant that wasn't even in Georgia, so I never got to see the commercial. But 
It was called Lee's Famous Country Recipe Chicken, and they do have other commercials. <laughs> great, like hyper 80s, 90s, you know, yeah. early 90s, kind of whatever. And that was like an $800 check, and that kind of hooked me. I was like $800 at 12, you know what I mean? Huge. Like, big, big, big money. Yeah. Big, That's big. Brewster's Millions, man. Big candy money. Yeah, you know? big time. <laughs> I'll buy the whole shop. I'll shut the shop down. You know? Give me and, four rolls of those paper with the dots on them. Give me all that shit. I just wanted it. I wanted it all from that point. And I, I just was like, all right, maybe if it'll come my way. But it didn't really, like, become official until, like, the Mighty Ducks. And I was, like, 15. Yeah. And then in between, Nickelodeon was, like, a couple years, like, two and a half years of, like, just auditioning and, you know, a job here, six months of no job. And then, you know, a job there. And then, you know, another four months or some shit like that. Right. So... Yeah, but who was you driving know. you around to the gigs? Were your mom just driving you around all the time to try to, try to go yeah, to auditions? Yeah, it was me and my mom. I yeah. remember the furthest we went was to like Charlotte or something for an audition and back, and like didn't get it. I was like, man, we're reaching. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we are really reaching. We might as well be doing like you know Dancing with the Stars or something. Before that, it was probably like some sort of you know nationwide talent search that everybody has to come to like Minneapolis for or something. You know what I mean? It was yeah, like that kind of hustle, but. God bless her, man. Like, she she never let me quit, number one. And then, you know, she never not took me to, like, an audition we got a phone call for. So, I was so scared as a kid to admit that I liked it. I don't know mm -hmm. why, but I never wanted to tell him. Like, well, how did you do it? Like, how did you say to your mom? Were you like, I, really I, lo I loved it. it. I mean, yeah. I didn't really love, like, you know, the rejection of it all or whatever. Right. But <laughs> I loved the dream of it. I loved the, like, oh, we're so close. Like, anytime we would ride by, you know, one of the news stations, you know what I mean? I could see those satellites in the back, you know? Like, it was just oh, like, yeah. it's 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 right there, you know? Like, maybe I could, one of these, even if I was, like, thinking maybe I could just wind up on the news or something, you know, I just wanted, wanted in it. Like, I wanted in that TV. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't necessarily, like, movie star shit. I didn't think that would even really ever really happen. But television, for some reason, was, like, calling me. Right. And you, what did you say to her? Like, I kind of want to know the process of being, like, that young, being like, Mom, this is what I really want to do, and them taking you serious. Because as a kid, you know, a lot of well, times you Well, they kind like, of put me into, like, theater and shit first. And oh, like they did? acting classes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, me and my brother both, like, started, you know, together as, like, little kids. Sure. And then, you know, continuing to do theater and, you know, always landing a comic relief role or, or something cute. You right. know what I mean? And right. then, like, sticking to it through, like... You know, between the 8 and 12, 13-ish kind of years and, like, learning how to audition and, like, really, like, getting an agent early through the phone book. You know what I mean? I was still, the like, 6, agents. 7, 8. You know what I mean? And Cold like, calling. Yeah, kind yeah. of really going after it, like, you know, along with, you know, sports and piano lessons and whatever else was going on in school. But then it just kind of kept propelling me in that direction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just started booking shit and then booking something else and something else or whatever. As I stayed short, you know, sports was easy to let go of. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> It did the work for you. A little bit. Yeah. And then by that time, everything kind of was just unfolding, basically. Like, once I booked the Mighty Ducks, it was over. Yeah. It's funny to refer to it as staying short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I <laughs> stayed short, as everyone else grew tall. What else I said? Like my dear friend. Yesterday, we were, my wife and I were having a glass of wine, and there was a woman that had walked out, but she wasn't a little person, <laughs> but she was a little person. Yeah. Do you know what she I mean? She was a short person. She was a short, per very yeah. short person. Oh. <laughs> and my wife was like, how do you refer, what do you refer to that? 
and I just said closer to the earth. She's just closer that's, to the earth. That's, that's so all good. it is. She's that's just so a little good. bit and more she grounded. She would appreciate to hear that closer so to the much. earth. In an she earthquake, she's not falling down as hard as I am. No way. Big tree fall hard. Yeah, anything. Loud she just noises. gets a wide stance and she's fine. Yeah, jerk motions. It's all more compacted. <laughs> right, right. It's comp- she's more compacted. Mighty Ducks, by the way, I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is true, but there was an ongoing or never-ending lawsuit uh, because of the original writers of it were never getting paid in perpetuity for the other stuff, for like the the franchise after that. Do you know anything about that? I don't. Yeah, I'm I heard, not somebody told me there was something about that that it was like sounds like what we're striking for right now. 100. percent Yeah, you know it was pretty close to so what it like, is. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised if that is the case. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, because you, I remember the the amount of merch and stuff back then was it when it was it lost a fucking hockey team, yo. It's like, insane. Straight up, that's and insane. Down. You know what a professional sports team like? It's a professional sport, so. Okay, maybe it's not basketball, baseball, or football, but it's hockey. You know what I mean? And it's like if there's a fourth and not necessarily a tied for third, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It would be the NHL. Yeah. So that is a yearly profitable ownership of a thing, right? Yeah. And it's coming off of, they tried to even deny it was like about from the movie. You know what I mean? Like They're like, this has nothing to do with the movie. Yo, stop that. And just <laughs> fucking piece people off. It, a little piece. Like if they gave him a point... Or a half of a point of the franchise, he'd be very happy right now. I'm sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that is a guaranteed like bundle that they don't feel the difference of. And it's just it's sad that people don't do compassionate business. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do business, of course, and just, you know, dot all the T's and cross all the I's and be fiscal as fuck. But at the same time, there is a way to kind of like not just be a dragon about it. And then all of a sudden, did you see Eisner when he was fucking under investigation? This uh-huh. motherfucker's flipping through a 600-page page book, like, with his glasses, like, no, 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 I've read all of this, and I'm innocent of all of this. Kind of like, <laughs> stop playing, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just do right. By the but way, it's I've hard never to read do right and pages. excel. 600 no, pages? Never. Nobody's read 600 pages. Did you pages. see that notebook? Yeah. It was fucking huge. Yeah. And then he's just sitting there like, what page are we talking about? Okay, let me get there. <laughs> It's I'm impossible. Like, and like, no, I didn't do this. And just denying everything. Hey, come on, man. You know? But that's the, I think that's and the And I was thing a big is, fan of Eisner because he was big. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like the Iacocca damn near of right. Disney. But like, why do you have to do such dirt to succeed so high? I don't, I, you know, I wish it kind of would go more hand in hand where the guy was like not such a shark necessarily or was just known for like a big fish, you yeah. know? But what is it? It's power, right? More than anything. I think people like power yeah, more power than power and the speed getting there. Right. I want to get there as fast as I can. That's an all-American way. Have you felt this way? I mean, this is you feel like this kind of person not knowing you, but have you felt like as you've grown in your life or your career, both your age and then your ascension, do you feel like generosity is something that has become a part of you because of success? Like some people, you know, they get more successful and they become a little bit more closed off. I feel like you're someone who got successful, and you feel more open and giving than than a lot of people. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, generosity could be one of my faults at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just like... It's I a good just, fault. I love to give. And, like, it's I can't not recognize people's, you know, 
pain, struggles, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I was kind of always like that. You know what I mean? Like, humble beginnings or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, my parents come from... My dad using outhouse kind of shit, he was telling me recently. I was like, that's crazy. Like, I always knew y'all were, like, you know, kind of on the, like, getting by side of things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hoping to move on up, but had to yet do that. He had an outhouse <laughs> but, his whole childhood? <clears throat> and it would give him stomach problems because he hated going. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, yeah. He, yeah I, you know, my father's, like, in his 70s now. So, like, we don't talk about his, like, childhood era much you know what i mean we talk about it's like you know 20s and 30s like when he was a new parent or like right before he was a parent kind of shit but never like much like six seven eight year old years or some mm -hmm. shit but like when they get older i think they start talking about those years you know what i'm saying and like making sure they like you know the whole story of who they are kind of right. thing and that's nice but it's like that's correct that's wild you know what i mean because i never expected like he grew up balling but like I thought that was some 1800s kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take the bucket out and you splash know? her down when you're done. <laughs> splash her down. <laughs> it does feel like, yes, it feels like a time when you're like, that was before your time. And like, no, no, no. Yeah, that was like, my time. No, that man. was his time. So I just have an awareness of that. You know what I mean? Like, not necessarily that drastic, which is like new information or whatever. But at the same time, like I watch all my cousins. I watch anybody that grew up in that small you know, minimal kind of resource or minimal, you know, opportunity kind of existence or whatever and how their lives kind of, you know, are or whatever. And yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah, and you just know, but you just know you might as well. You know what I mean? It's like, also, <clears throat> I know I say it a lot. It sounds, it sounds bleak, but it's also, I'm going to die. And I, at some point, I'd rather die knowing I tried to do some other good stuff instead of just making shit. Cause I think what you do in our business is like you make stuff, you make stuff, you create, you want to, you want to produce and write and you want to act and you want like, you want to touch all these bases and you want to like spread yourself out to the world. And then at some point you're like, well, what else can I do to like help this, uh, this whole thing function better? You know? Cause otherwise you're going to be bored. I mean, you're going to be bored. You're going to be very bored. Like I sat with Danny Trejo the other day. And we were working, like, me and my buddies were working on this documentary about, like, you know, <clears throat> certain, like, prison reforms or as far as, like, you know, being in the hole for 24 hours. Like, little humanity, you know, kind of changes. And mm -hmm. then other programs for when people come out to kind of, you know, try to get them better ready for society than just dumping them outside kind of thing. Yeah. And he was kind enough to, like, you know, interview or whatever. But he does so much just like that not a lot of people know about, you know, and just will, yeah. like, go detox people or he has one of those, like, programs where people come from jail and go into the housing and then they go into society kind of thing. Right. And, like, he just keeps going and going and going and, like, the universe keeps blessing him, I think, because he is one of those kind of vessels. Like, there's a lot of people on his level that would don't really care anymore, you know what I mean? They, they yeah. you know, just leave or their problems are what they are focused on and not anybody else's kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's easy to do that, I guess, because, you know, first world problems are still problems, and I get that, you know what I mean, or whatever. Sure. But there's a lot of people out there with, like, problems on top of problems on top of problems. Yeah, <laughs> it never stops. Like, quickly, like, so you're just going to watch people just sinking in quicksand kind of thing, or you're going to, like, try to find some rope or right. a tree branch or, or, or something. Like, something. Try. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you fail, you know, that's a, that's a shame. But, but to try. sit there and watch is just horrible. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. He talked about that with me. I, he did a show maybe my first year doing it, and he was talking about how, you know, his time in prison, people that come out of prison, he's like, there's two perspectives. It's like, you either come out of prison and you couldn't care less about what happened, and it didn't really, you didn't learn anything, you didn't care, it didn't matter. Or you come out of prison and you really want to start anew. And he's like, some people are lucky to be able to start again, and some people fall into the same tropes. But <clears throat> he's like, I was just focused on re, like remaking myself. So mm-hmm. when he was helping his neighbor, I think that was the story he told me of moving the trash cans, and mm-hmm. he was like, hey, they need a guy to be a background actor guy as a tough guy. You want to do a tough guy prison, tough guy? And he was like, yeah, okay. And he was just helping his neighbor move trash cans, and that guy introduced him to some guy, and then when he was on set, they were like, how do you know language from prison? He's like, I just got out. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, do that. Can you yeah. do that in the movie? Because no I guess the lines they wrote were trash, and he yeah. was like, no one says that in prison. One thousand percent. Yeah, it's just, it was just a, he was like, but all it I was doing was. came from. Him helping somebody, yeah. Right, helping out. He's like, all I was doing was wanted to make my life good again. And in doing that, I was like, can I just be good to my community, be good to everyone I know? And it wasn't wasn't disingenuous. What's funny is it's not like he did that with the idea, I'll get something from this, which I think is the biggest trick. I don't think it works that way. No. You know what I mean? Like, your intentions have to kind of be pure for, like, things, oh, let's get deep. Let's go for it. For things to vibrate your way the correct way. You know what I'm saying? Like, your intentions have to be pure. Otherwise, I think you're going to be, like, just missing, like, how, like, a lot of asteroids just missed Earth. Yeah, yeah. Their intentions weren't pure. You know? (laughs) (laughs) If only those rocks had pure intentions. God damn it. They would take us out. taken out. (laughs) But, yeah, they need to get more positive, man. Balance. Balance. Asteroid balance. You know? Do you feel like, do you feel like you're... I mean, I, th- again, we'll get this. I love the philosophical stance on it. Do you feel like your fate, do you believe in the fate of your life and your career like this was supposed to happen for you the way it did? Yes, only yeah. because of how kismet it's been. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, if you were to write it, it, it sounds like how it's gone, basically. You know, right. like how the Mighty Ducks introduced me to this and that and the other, but even how I got introduced to the Mighty Ducks in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, I How was, was that? I was working on a kids' news show in Atlanta on TBS called Real News for Kids, but I was the movie critic, and I didn't take that personally. Like, I never was in the studio with the, like, anchor kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was always, like, on location, like, doing, like, all these little wraparounds for these free movies that I got to see and judge on my popcorn scale. <laughs> But the first movie I critiqued and went and saw was the first Mighty Ducks. And then I, like, interviewed a couple of the kids or whatever, and it just was, like, a very cool experience. And then I didn't think of anything of it. But, like, a year later or two years later or whatever, you know, I got to audition for the second one and wound up, you know, kind of being in the second one. So, like, not even knowing Atlanta had a hockey rink, you know, mm-hmm. and I, like, went to the hockey rink to interview them, and they're skating around and shit, and it was just, like, a lot of, like, light bulb kind of moment kind of happening and then like forgetting about it and continuing to do that show or commercials or whatever and like having an agent you know what i mean that would be able to get that phone call that they're nationwide kind of looking for a new kid to do this and that and the other send tapes and tapes and tape go to la finally for like a final thing and then like book that shit wild bro like the numbers are astronomical as far as like what are the odds you know what i mean and then into heavyweights, into meeting, like, 
Judd and all those guys when they're young, you know what I mean? And Peter Berg and like just that whole connection that I didn't even know would be valuable 20 years kind of later or whatever. Yeah. Just knowing that they were good dudes and Stiller, of course, like in his early prime, you know, and finally meeting Jerry and Ann, like, bro, like legends and like yeah, just crazy. being there in these moments or whatever. And then on into like D3 and then all that and Nickelodeon and like, you know, us getting our own show and then like the movie, the movie being Good Burger. Yeah. Um, the, there is, it is the movie. That is, that's the movie. When you, you know talk about saying? movies, you go, what's the movie? From that, from my like era Godfather, that people know Goodberger. me, you know, the, the two Gs. Pretty like, close. Pretty fucking close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> and like, whatever kind of foggiest years, but like winding up in like, you know, an awesome episode of Felicity where I met JJ early, you know what I'm saying? And like, Weird character, but still like a interesting fucking episode. And then Love Don't Cost a Thing, and like on and on and on. Barbershop two, and then into SNL finally, and then fucking twenty years on SNL. It's crazy. It is wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I'm from College Park, bro. Like, there's not a lot of people doing that from there. Like making it all the way to Saturday night and then staying there for a long time or whatever. To have the mindset to want to stay, and also like have you know the ability to to be asked back. You know, and, like, just giving, giving, blah, blah, blah. You know, two healthy kids. Like, it's just like, bro, there's a lot going on that, like, I haven't really had to, like, be, like, hanging off the side of a mountain, chipping away at it to make it, you know, carve out the way I want it to. You know what I mean? It's just kind of been going with the flow and going with, like, the opportunity in front of me and walking through those doors kind of shit or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it, it seems very destined. Yeah, it does. In a, I mean, in a great way. I mean, so that's why I feel like you are kind of that. That's why your energy is very much a, uh, yeah, like give and help out and work to to show the respect to the thing because some things work so so positively. You're like, this is maybe the universe being like, you better do some shit good on the other side. Of For this. sure. <laughs> like, you you know what I mean? But I was like, want to be careful because like as soon as you become like a super angel, you're out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always trying to keep a little dirt going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. <laughs> You can't, yeah, right. Like you can't, you can't tip too much. You, you know, know what I mean? At some point, well, as Neil Brennan told me the other day that he was like something about. He said something about uh, like giving a homeless guy money because I had said there's a guy that near my house. I give him money a lot at mm -hmm. night when I get off the to get off the freeway. <clears throat> I see the same guy and he and I just give the same guy money and then sometimes I'll dig into my pocket and I'll be like it's a fucking hundred dollar bill and I'm like is this too much karma? Do I need all this karma? I feel like a that's lot. a lot of karma, man. You're building daily anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Dude. So, like, I don't know if you got to bust that hundo out. Uh-uh. Yeah. If there's other hundos and it's one of many, yeah. But if it's the one it's or the even one. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of, like. I almost wanted to say to him, hey, man, I'm going to give you this hundred, but then we're clean for a while. The crazy thing about the karma of it all is that you don't really know from which occurrence something good is coming back to you. So you don't know how to, like, equate it to right. being like, oh, well, that measures up to... So, yeah, that's the equal kind of comeback for that. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just it'll like never be. Dope shit continues to happen based on you being dope. So you don't have to overdope it. No, don't overdope. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had... You know, one time I had... Uh, I was going through... I just... This just popped into my head. But I had a moment. I, I'm going to see if you've had one of these where, like, I was having, like, a tough go. Things were kind of shitty... And um, 
I don't know. I was just I was having a tough time, and and the week was was really bad. And I got a bunch of bad news, and then I went home, and in the slip of my door was a um, a check, like a residual check. Back mm-hmm. when they, but before they used to, you know, you know, before they sent you, they're just the physical checks, mm-hmm. and it had a little post-it note on it, and it was a, a some girl had written like a poem almost of how she found it, and it's made its way back to me. And it was my residual check. Just I must have dropped it, like leaving a building or something. That's wild. Yeah, and she wrote this beautiful note and was like, "I traveled all the way back to this area of town because I saw your addresses on the thing, and no, you know, bring some light to your day." And da da da. And it, it, dude, it it flipped me. It was like one little gesture. I was like, this woman went out of her. She could have just that thrown it in the trash. Beautiful butterfly. What yeah. a gorgeous lady she is. You Where know is she what now? What a spirit. Where is she now? However, that check could have been voided and you would have got another one. 100%, yeah. But <laughs> the fact that she wrote you a poem, like that, that, you know, whoever's come across that person has probably like been blessed. You know what I mean? 100%. There's, yeah. there's only certain fairies like that out in the world. In here. We pour whiskey. This episode of Whiskey Junior is brought to you by Rabbit Hole Distillery and their one-of-a-kind Kentucky bourbon and rye whiskeys. I've been chit-chatting about this sauce for quite a long time. I love Rabbit Hole. And behind Rabbit Hole's award-winning spirits is the story of their founder, Kaveh Zamanian. Uh, this gentleman left a successful 20-plus year career as a psychologist, went down the rabbit hole himself to find the finest spirits, and was just inducted into Kentucky's Bourbon Hall of Fame. Give it up for your boy. Uh, what I love about Rabbit Hole, uh, their bourbons are truly original. Very original and unique. Um, it's not like whatever's out there right now. In fact, a lot of this stuff said they're small batch. They're not small batch. These guys do it in under 15 barrels. They're producing 15 barrels, ensuring the quality is there. A lot of these other distilleries you think uh, are doing small batch stuff, they ain't. Let me tell you something. They're using a ton, a ton of mixed mash stuff and uh, not, not Rabbit Hole. These guys are constantly putting out really good sauce. Um, the Boxer Grail has been some of the sauce I've been sipping on recently. Um, this is very good. They have four different expressions, but this Boxer Grill, that's a sour mash rye. You know, and I, I've said I, I wasn't big on rye for a long time, but then you taste something like this, and boy, oh boy, is it wet your whistle. Uh, this stuff is very, very, very good. Um, and uh, they've also got the uh, uh, High Gold High Rye Double Malt Bourbon, the Cave Hill, which is their OG, that uh, triple malt bourbon, and then uh, one of their favorites, uh, is the Derringer PX Sherry finished in uh, those sherry casts. That uh, that stuff is delicious. It's sweet and smooth. Caramel and cherry. It's going to get your palate watering. So, uh, if you want to jump down the rabbit hole with me, why not? Go to uh, rabbitholedistillery.com slash buy now. Use the promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. That's rabbitholedistillery.com slash buy now. Use that promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. Drink responsibly. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Waterboy, Waterboy. It's a hydration powder scientifically formulated to cut your hangover time in half. Let me say this. Boy, oh boy, did this help me out. Sometimes your boy likes to let it rip. I like to sip the sauce. I like to dip in the bourbon pool once in a while. And there's other hydration packs you've heard about on the market. Nothing comes anywhere close uh, to uh, to the fighting off those Sunday scaries quite like Waterboy. Zero sugar, over three times the electrolytes of liquid IV. Your hangover will stand not a chance. If you're somebody who likes to go out and have a few, responsibly, of course, uh, unlike their competitors, Waterboy has added ingredients beyond just hydration to help with nausea, anxiety, and fatigue. We all know how that feels on Sunday when you're sitting on the couch and you're like, somebody go get me a sausage Jack McMuffin because I got the sh sh shakes, baby. Uh, they do it so well. This stuff is delicious, easy to throw back down. 
there's ginger in there for that nausea to make your tummy feel a little bit better. They also have uh, L-theanine in there to help calm your nerves, reduce your anxiety. And I got to tell you, pretty good flavors too. Strawberry, lemonade, lemon lime, blue raspberry. You're going to want to drink these even if you're not having a couple of cocktails. Uh, It's gluten-free, caffeine-free, dairy-free, vegan, made right here in the U.S. Hey! Uh, I got to tell you, as things get uh, harder on the old body, as we have a couple of sodies with our friends at night, why not do yourself a favor, make your hangover a little bit easier to deal with the next day? Uh, hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. It's time to stop dealing with that anxiety alone. For a limited time, my listeners get exclusive 15% off uh, when they use the discount code WHISKEY at waterboy.com. That's 15% off with code WHISKEY at waterboy.com. Waterboy has got you recovered. Ginger. I like gingers. Yeah. It hasn't necessarily been, like, personalized necessarily like that, but shit will pop up. Like, I get excited when, like, whatever, Pac Bell was calling me about, like, having overpaid $800, and they were trying to give me a check. I was like, Give you money back? Yeah. When I needed it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was, like, like, in a bad situation, too, like, and, like, calling people, trying to get, like, a couple hundred dollars, Western Union or whatever, to get me through two days or some shit like that. And it was just like, you know, nobody wanted to, like, either answer the phone or they couldn't help type shit. And it yeah. was like, all right, I guess I'll sleep, you know what I mean, until yeah, the problems go I'll away. And then, like, woke up to, like, an email or something, like, we've been trying to contact you or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, you had years ago when things weren't this way, <laughs> Yeah, you overpaid your bill or some shit. That's so I was nuts. like, yeah, great, you know? Give me the and money now, please. Forget about the residuals. I got very familiar with looking at, which bank, you know, cut the check so I could take it to that bank and get it cash because I didn't want to wait on the three days. Right. Like, I needed money. I needed now. And this was, like, eighteen seventy five for something that I did. You know what I mean? I was like, I would like to have that now, please. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I have a lot of shit. Like, all that 18 is about to go out the door, basically. Right. But, like, if I wait, you know, another few days, like, I don't, I don't have anything right now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. I would like to have... More than anything, please. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like that's. I remember when I first moved to LA, I sat in bed one night. I had a real tough, tough. I had a tough. I had a, like a tough month financially, and I was sitting in my room, and I remember really vividly going, "I guess I gotta s- sell plasma, or jizz, or blood." Like I was thinking you know? about what can I give of myself to like make a couple of bucks and I started doing like the whole plasma research thing and the day that I was going to go do plasma something came through that I made a couple of bucks on that's the like, universe okay, telling good. you like yeah. <laughs> hey man keep that plasma. you don't have to do that <laughs> <laughs> but I, I felt like it but like believe in the timing you know and the universe has its own timing man like it gets louder I think as you get older and you become more aware of like shit, I just said that and that just happened kind of thing. Like, when you're yeah. young, I don't think you pay attention. Like, you're just doing whatever kind of shit. But when you're older, you're like, we were just talking about that. You know yeah, I mean? man. And, like, I also, like, you might be stronger once you're, like, older because you're closer to the cosmos like you were when you were a child. Like how, you know, newborns are very mystical. Or young kids are mystical when they say shit that they wouldn't necessarily, you know you would think they wouldn't have that kind of character yet kind of shit, and they sound right. like they've been here before kind of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's what it is, but, like, man, it was, I've witnessed a whole lot of, like, not even thinking about manifestation, just speaking on shit and it coming to, you know, kind of shit. So I try to, to pay attention now because, like, I've witnessed enough to know it, it's real. 
It like, is real. If energy is real, spoken word has power, you know, and yeah. like, man, it's it's all very real. And like, why, you know, if it wasn't real, who's it hurting? Yeah, nobody. You know? Yeah. Like, so like, why not? Why not? Yeah, that's, well, that's a good perspective. Like, you, when you said, you know, when you said the close to the cosmos, like this, that, that kind of like, uh, I like to say when people have um, whimsy, when they're like, like you've kind of retained this thing. The thing that I really like about you and always really have from a distance is on the show, the bulk of your career, I've always felt like you found a way to make whatever sketch you're in seem whimsical and fun. Like, even if you don't really like this, or even the sketch isn't really, like, humming the way you want it to, mm-hmm. w- what do you attribute that to when, you, when you're when you doing stuff? What do you what do you attribute the idea that you know how to kind of just break it up and make it fun again? Well, I want to have fun. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to, like, not have fun, because I don't want to see people, like, I don't like confrontation. I don't like seeing people crying. I don't want to, you know what I mean, deal with, the, like, roller coaster of emotion, because... I've been there when it's my personal shit and it sucks. You know what I mean? You throw something out there that was making you laugh. Yeah. But like, man, it hits the fucking forehead. You know, it's it's harsh. So the later in the week that that happens to you, the worse it is. Like you get past the table or some shit and then it, it tanks at dress or it tanks on air. Like that is just a bad feeling. And, you know, I've seen people that I really love and admire in their worst moments, in their most painful moments, off of an idea, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, sh- it shouldn't be that, you know, stressful, and, like, people shouldn't put that much pressure on it because, like, you know, how many geniuses have there really, really been? You know, like, everybody else is, like, really smart and, like, trying to be a good person and trying to do good. But we keep quoting Einstein. We don't keep quoting, like, you know, Einstein, this person, this person, you know what I mean? Right, and all right. these other geniuses. Like, so there's, there's only a only- few. You know what I mean? So, like, ease up on that shit, in my opinion, is my attitude, basically. Yeah. And I think it gives me, like, a, a shield of, like, no, I want to have a good time, and if we don't have a good time, that's even funnier. You know what I mean? Like, if they don't laugh, that makes me laugh. Like, yeah. when we're all expecting, like, a laugh to hit, and it's quiet, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's kind of your superpower. Yeah. Truly, like, truly, from... I mean, it's it's almost like, it's damn near Trump school, where you just deny everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except for what you want to take from it, so... You're, it's nope until it's yes. Yeah. You're like, no, 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 no. And then they get on, you're like, see, I told you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a, l- a little bit. But, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've done enough stress, and I think, in life... <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, like, you know, there's people stressing about way bigger shit than joke telling, so... Yeah, so who cares? That's kind of how I look at it. I mean, that attitude is good to have on that show, though, because you do see so much stress on there. And it, I know I know, it's, it's got to be Life-changing. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's so big. It's a life-changing big. experience. It's so big in so many different ways. Like, it could be financially or whatever, but it's such a status thing. It's such a thing amongst, you know, the ecosystem of the community. I'm using ecosystem because I just talked to Neil Brennan myself the other day. Yeah. And he loves like, words like that. He loves it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it is a community. You know what I'm saying? And, like, those things, you know, it, it's hard not to let them validate you in your existence, you know? So, like, when you are winning in a place like that, yeah, you, you it seems like you ascend in all the directions of your life or your dreams or whatever. Yeah. So that creates a ginormous pressure cooker. It's, and, and, it can, and it makes great shit. Honestly, to this day, still... If anybody asks me, 
and I'm not placating, but if anybody says, what's probably the funniest, cleanest, front-to-back, best SNL sketch? And hands down, I always say it's with Tom Hanks on Black Jeopardy <sighs> is the funniest, to me, is maybe one of the funniest, most clean, hysterical, deep... Like, it's funny, if you're, you know, this is rude, but if you're a dumb person, mm -hmm. that sketch is still funny. Yeah, for If you're sure. a smart person, that sketch is even funnier. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, because I'm a dumb guy. I'm not saying, like, I'm Mr. Genius. But, like, there's levels to it where you're like, fuck, man, this is like a great song where some people may just like the beat, and they're mm -hmm. like, fuck, this beat is good. Mm -hmm. But then other people are like, have you even listened to what they're saying? Yes. <laughs> it's even fucking better. Yeah. But that to me was still to this day made me laugh so fucking hard. Well, shout out to fucking Brian Tucker, Michael Che, and Tom It was Tom so Hanks. fucking funny, man. You know what I mean? Because they did their thing. You know? And you and killed it. It was just this. Thank you, man. The rhythm was so funny. I mean, but dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm maestroing and like, what a play. I have front row seats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a pleasure to actually have your hand on the cadence too, you know? Like, that is my job, is to push the train along or slow it down or, yeah. you know, massage these moments where it's like a split screen and like, yeah, I have to like, you know, kind of pull it out of people or whatever. But, you know, Hanks did that whole scared to shake my hand thing on air. Like, he hadn't done that all week yet. He just kept finding shit for his character or whatever. And like, you got to tip your cap to motherfuckers that take it that seriously when... He could easily be the host and blame any faults on anybody else. Sure. Kind of thing. And he's Which I'm sure happens on the show. 1,000%. When they're like, you guys didn't write that thing I learned, I forget about it. And people that you wouldn't expect that to come from. You know what I mean? I and imagine, like, yeah. Yeah, you would think, oh, snap, like, I've watched you do so much work, I didn't know you were a finger pointer. Right. <laughs> right. I just assumed you'd be cool, you know, man. Yeah. yeah. You fucking yeah. well now I don't like you anymore. I have it's it's tough it makes it tough, but you know, I'm not here to judge people. You know, it's human nature and people have their paranoias or, you know, just like rejections to being rejected kind of shit. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like however they approach it, whatever. And it doesn't bother my daily either. You know what I mean? I I'm very good at leaving work at work. Yeah. So like I just had to learn that because I got really close to people and then all of a sudden they weren't there anymore and it was just different. After you spend, you know, so much time around each other and like on top of it, it was like high school days, you know? Like yeah. my theater group in high school, we were just arm in arm because like our drama teacher taught at our school, you know, and we were in an outside like theater community, you know what I mean? So like it was just like 24-7 damn near and then like had that experience finally at SNL or whatever after, like, years of, you know, a project here and people go away, a project there and people go away, and then, like, an SNL community of people I was fans of first, and then I got, you know, little-brothered into them as well kind of thing, and then poof. They're gone. It's and just different. It's like an orphanage, except you, and you've, you're the kid that didn't want to get looking adopted. In the window. Yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm I think I'm going to stay. Yeah, but now I'm, like, you know, a janitor <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Like, nah, you, I've been here for sixty-two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was an orphan, but now I, I work here. <laughs> did you know Mr. Keenan used to be one of us? I sure did. <laughs> and look what you can do with your life. <laughs> do you ever think, and this is a bold leap, but do you ever think because of your status and your respect level in the show and on the in the community, do you ever think that they would ask you to 
drive the whole bus and give you the keys and be like, we want you to take this th- whole thing over? I mean, if they did, it'd be a no, but I would do it even if they slashed the budget. I wouldn't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? I would figure out ways to, like, get that money into it or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, that's, it's crazy to think about, you know? But I would I would do it in a heartbeat. Like, only because it it deserves it for the undiscovereds and, yeah. you know, the possibilities of. You just never know. In that place, there could be any given Sunday a sketch that just blows people away or, you know, a, a Kate McKinnon and Cecily Strong and an A.D. Bryant, you know what I mean, like, wind up growing up there, you know what I mean, kind yeah. of thing. And, like, we're already grown based on second cities and groundlings and things like that. Or, you know, Kate just coming from Long Island and kind of just being close to, you know, Broadway or, or entertainment in general. But really getting sharpened there, and now they are who they are, and we got to like watch the process, bro. That's that place is special, man. It's just different. Yeah, it is. I can't really compare it to any other show like Mad TV. We only got like a couple tastes of new cast coming in and out, so we had our favorites kind of for a long time on that journey, you know. And Living yeah. Color was the same kind of way. Like when the new people started coming in, started getting weird. Like Jamie Foxx was like the last new person we accepted. Yeah. You know what I After mean? that, I was like, yeah, cut it out. You know, a little yeah. bit. And like, <laughs> yeah, like there were some great people like Angela, Angelica, Angela Winsbury, what's her name? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Cone, look Angelica Winsfield. Winfield? Is it Winfield? Something like that. No, I'm thinking about. Super funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, like, and, you know, I, there's just great comics that just, there's a lot of talent out there, you know? So. That's why I would just, yeah, if I, somebody needed to grab the reins and they wanted to give it to me, I would take it. No I hope problem. they do it. If it happens, I, I've always said that. I was like, man, that'd be great that'd be awesome. for you to be able to put your stamp on that. Because I would love to be Lauren, you know what I mean? Go to dinners all the time, be in the Hamptons <laughs> and shit. Like a lot of those like hosts that pop up, that, that pop up on the show that you're like, how the fuck did that happen? You know what I mean? It's just like Hamptons dinners. Hampton and, dinner. you know, London, Wimbledon weekends. You know right. what I'm saying? And just, like, behind-the-scenes, like, power shit. Let's get you to do that. Yeah, I love that shit. Let's, put you, let's get you a house in the Hamptons. Yeah, I, you know, I don't need it, but, like, I right. would get it yeah. if that was if I was in that position because that's what that position requires, it calls I think, for it. to, like, really be a boss. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be able to be like, this person dropped out. Let's pick up the phone and call fucking Mick Jagger or some shit. Right. You know what I mean? Have you been to one of these? Uh, I'm sure you've been to his these dinners in the Hamptons with him and all these famous celebrities. I haven't. Like, no, I've, I've avoided that. Like we go to Yankees games and shit like that, but I, I keep it pretty like in the city and like a little like he's on a pedestal for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. and I want to keep a little bit of distance. Like, I don't text Lauren. You know what I mean? Like people text Lauren. You never do. Not really. Like unless I have like an issue or something. But like, yeah, people. You know, like, it's nah. just not like that with you. No. Only because, like, he represents too much. Sure. You know what I'm saying? For me to think that, like, now we definitely have a solid friendship and shit, like, because I've known him for 20 years. But, like, in the beginning, it was like, come on, man. Like, this motherfucker's hired and fired so many different people and it was, like, had relationships with, like, Steve Martins and, you know, Paul yeah. McCartney and all these people, like, for real, for real. You know, Paul Simon. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna just come in here and just be like, you know, have you seen Oppenheimer? Pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there have been people that were just like right on his phone. You know what I mean? Immediately and like that's inter- I mean, it's hitting them up about shit. But it's just not how you are, though. No, no. It's, it's a little 
I like to keep it employee, kind of employer, because at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. So, like, if you, you know, God forbid, do get shown the door, it's so much painful, so much more painful. You think you're all friends, and then you're going to be trying to, like, <laughs> come back around, you know what I mean, and kind of being like, can I get some tickets? When you know it's not cool. <laughs> Lauren, can I... Can I get some a couple of tickets? He's like, there's something in the back. Yeah, yeah, we, we got you. We'll t- we'll take care of it. But it's always you're, in the you're back. Up in the and always. Yeah. It's just like, but we're here. <laughs> that kind of denial. I don't want. I don't want to be that. Yeah. No. That was there ever. You may not remember, but was there ever a sketch that you wanted to do so bad that never happened on the show that you were like, God, it was so good. Very close. We finally like got redemption after like a couple few years of like feeling robbed on this one sketch, but it was this sketch called it was about a it was a workout sketch. So it's like I forget the exact title, but it was like such and such as like workout videotapes or some shit like that. Right. And it was like a guy in the seventies that was like getting kids motivated about exercising. And then it was the fifty year anniversary of that first like show Oh, appearance, right. so they were like doing a special like reunion show or some mm-hmm. shit. So it's me, fifty years later, or whatever, like all out of shape and old, basically. So like they did this whole <laughs> like opening theme song thing, and the first time we did, I think, was with was it with Kevin or was it with Bruno? One of them was with Kevin. I, I think Jack. Active Jack. Thank you, Active Jack. So I think the first one was with Bruno, and it was awesome. Because, you know, he's a singer and, like, he did, killed the whole over yeah. number. And then, you know, flash forward, like, now 50 years later, you know, we got the cast back and blah, <laughs> blah, blah. And, like, here they are. And it's this, the exact same music. And then I turn around, and you know, and it's just, like, uproarious laughter, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, the more the most classic ABC comedy kind of setup shit ever. Yeah. Standing ovation when it was over, and that shit got fucking cut. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know if Bruno didn't want to do it. I don't know if, you know, it, they just ran out of time, but whatever. But I've never seen a sketch get a standing ovation and get cut up until that point of, like, me being there. I was just like, that's crazy. Because it was during dress. It just murdered so hard. You hard. were you were like, there's no way we're not doing this fucking sketch. It's, it, it's not that serious. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a very straightforward, like, you know, this is a joke. You know, people get old, basically. Yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, for years we were like, man, fucking active jack, bro. We got robbed, we got robbed, we got robbed. <laughs> and then Kevin came and did it. So it was just timing. Like we just felt good about maybe representing it. And, you know, he loved it again because, you know, it 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 straightforward makes you laugh kind of shit or whatever. So right. it made the show when he did it. But that shit was crazy. That Because that show does things sometimes where... You know, things that I think even cast members that I've spoken to that don't think a sketch will resonate as hard as it does, and they peel one thing from it, and then you're shocked by how mu- how how many people like grabbed onto something about it. You know, I mean, look at Lazy Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's, shit. Yeah, that's yeah. Started an era, like not a, let alone like went viral. That shit created a fucking era. And the show has been different since. There's only like certain things or certain you know, people that have done that to that show. And I don't really 
know if they thought they were going to do that necessarily like that. You know what I'm saying? They were just like, this is kind of what we do, and like maybe just it'll a fit fun, in just a fun song. They were like, we'll just you write a song with Parnell. Just a little know, thing, and it's around. like not in the studio kind of thing. Like, y'all do those. Like, you do commercials every now and again. Change the game. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's wild to me. Wild. Yeah, and then what it stay, what happens is it stays in culture. I think that's the other and thing. And I don't know if I want to be in that meeting. Like, I don't know if I want to be in the meeting of why they didn't pick whatever happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I don't, it's probably ugly. Whatever it is, I don't You don't want to hear it. Nope. <laughs> it just happened, and I'm like, chalk it up to the game or whatever, and stay creative, you know? Like, you, you what are you going to let, you know, people push you down? Mm-mm, nah. Just let <laughs> it go. Know? Fuck it. Come on. So now that, now that this break is, you know, we're taking this big break, you know, assumably if this is able to come back, everything's able to function again, on the worst-case scenario, let's just say that you're like, ready for something else. What do you think would be the next stage if you didn't go back? I'm really into this producing shit, man. You know what I mean? Like, we just launched our little, you know, our, our little, I keep calling it that, only because I don't want to seem big-headed about it, but our production company, Artists for Artists, is like, you know, my main kind of focus outside of on-camera kind of shit. And if on-camera kind of shit isn't working out, I'm really excited about that because... My dreams have been like Spielbergish kind of like create an Amblin and sell it, create a DreamWorks and sell it. Yeah, right. Along the way, you know, giving a lot of art, you know what I mean, and a lot of like helping people make direction. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And just balling out of control at the same time. Like that's kind of the ultimate, basically. So anything closer to that, fantastic. Well, I you should know? thank you. We talked a little bit off camera beforehand. I, I got the privilege of going to Paris. Because of your, your production. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny. The fact that you didn't w- weren't there, too. I was just like, oh, Keenan is producing this whole thing. And it was me and a bunch of comics. We've talked about it on the show. But it was me, Andrew Schultz, and Theo Vaughn, and Stavros, and Mateo Lane. and That's great. We were, yeah, it was just nuts. We got to go to Paris and perform for Kid Super's fashion show. Yeah. Which, by the way, now he's even bigger than he was then. Which is like, it's funny to watch him get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And... It was a great idea, man, and it gave us a platform and a private jet to Paris. Thank you so much. It's it so great. good, man. That's so <laughs> awesome. Like so I, I, you, I just found out that detail now. You know what I mean? Like my partner is really great about being on top of all that shit. I'm sure he knew that. Yeah. Or whatever, but you know, I was just aware. You know, I've heard the Puma Jet kind of thing, like in the atmosphere of like the possibilities of, but I didn't necessarily know that it happened for you guys. It did, yeah. All the way to Paris, like that's amazing. Yeah, it was so, incredible. Like, I hope somebody doesn't get fired I over it. I thoroughly would love to do more of that kind of shit. Yeah, I don't let's need go. to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, at Text all. me anytime you want me on the Puma Jet <laughs> you know with you to go I'm anywhere. <laughs> like, straight up, like, that whole, like, Godfather of the Business thing, like Clarence Avon kind of documentary, like, yeah. I see a lot of myself in, in that and my wants to be that. Like, I started as an actor, and that does take a lot of my time, I guess, because I do enjoy that as well. But, like... I would love to be on some, like, mobile status type shit. And I don't rap, so I'm not going to be, like, P. Diddy anytime soon. You don't want to rap, though? I don't think so. Is there somewhere inside of you maybe you do? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Because it looks like the coolest, damn near easiest job if you have a hit rap record. It just just won. It's the mo- it looks the most fun. Who right now, we were listening to Nas's new album right before you came in. Who right now do you like the most in hip-hop? Like, who are you like, God, that's the one I love. That's the, the career I would have. Of the newbies in. or just like Yeah, the new general? guys. Yeah, the new guys. The newbies, um, man, like, 
I really like, you know, kind of um, the little baby. Yeah. He's he's doing, like, the baby hit the wall a little bit, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, like, little baby's still been kind of coasting. Yeah. So Travis is pretty solid. He's not so new, but he was newish to me. What about, like, Thug or Gunna? Do you like those guys? I like Gunna. I've been seeing a lot of Gunna shit. Um, and, yeah, Thug had his era, but I feel like Thug was kind of, like, leapfrogging off of Wayne a little bit, and I was a bigger Wayne fan. I've always been, well, that's also good generationally. Yeah. Which we talk about, too. Like, he's, 1,000%. You know, my producer's so young. You know, the kids that we work with here are, like, all 20. Yeah. And so the way we feel about it is just always going to be different. different. It's like, yeah. nah, everybody got their time. You can say that about Drake. You know what I mean? Like, Drake 100%. sounded much like Wayne in the beginning. You know what I mean? But, like, yes. you know, Drake obviously established himself, you know, as, as someone to be reckoned with. So give that man his respect, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the, the younglings, like, it's it's early for them, like the Roddy Riches of the world, you know, yeah. and people like that. But they so. made some, it's so funny. You make a couple of those bangers, Roddy Riches, and ride this bang- lightning for a long time. For a while. Like, look at Schmurder. Like, that Bobby Schmurder song, people don't realize, like, damn near 10 years old. Yeah, already, huh? Yes. That's crazy. For sure, because he went to jail for a while and then came back and was still banging. That's how good <laughs> And he hasn't can be put a- out shit. Yeah. Like that's banging like that since. Like that. I haven't heard no like Bobby Smurder record like, yo, you hear that new Smurder? I'm like, yeah, no. No. <laughs> but that's funny. That's how successful music is when you make a banger. You can go to yes. prison, come back out, and it still works. In comedy, yeah. you go to prison mid career, you come back out. I don't think they're calling you up real Man, fast. No. Like Cosby had a tour when he came out, <laughs> but they had to like be like, no. It's I don't not think the we can best do this, idea. Bill. I just yeah. don't think we can do this. Yeah. I think we're going to have to wrap it up, buddy. But it's sold out. We know. <laughs> but we, we can't do it. He did. The moment that he said he was putting out tickets to go on a tour, I was like, I bet my bank account it'll sell out. Yeah. Because Within seconds. That's not the issue, is yeah. him doing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there something else going on with him? There you was know, something else, huh? Yeah, there was, there's a real hang-up there. Yeah. <laughs> real hang-up. It's so funny that he... I mean, it was like when o, it's like when OJ wrote a book that's like, if I did it, it's so like tip in the hand. It feels the same as when Cosby's like, I'm going back out there. And won't <laughs> stop that OJ. Uh-uh. Any given instance is like, you know, this reminds me of a time when people were accusing me of this and that. I'm like, man, let, bro, stop talking. Stop Go it. away. You have the freedom to be on the golf course. You don't need to be on Twitter. Get off the internet. You don't need to Why be on. Why is he still on Instagram? And Yo, shit? Cosby's been home for like three years, maybe four. You know, yeah. at this point, and he's yeah. been quiet. Like, yeah. learn a lesson. Shush, you know shush, what I'm saying? Like, shush, yeah. just go. Shut up. Go yeah. into the wilderness, man. <laughs> no, for some reason, OJ's like tempting everyone. He's playing like, come get me. He's like, come yeah, on, get well, me. One thousand, because he's been gotten twice. Well, yeah. I mean, he's gotten once over what he feels he didn't really do, or right. you know, got away with the big one or some shit. Like, it's terrible, man. He's yeah. playing a lot of come get me. Yeah, and we'll get you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you. Oh, man, uh, I appreciate you coming here and chopping it up with me. It means a lot to me. Um, I hope you guys get back to work soon because, again, I'm, I'm, you know, I've always been a fan and I've kind of spoken pretty out loud about how much I appreciate it from a distance, even as someone that sniffed it for a hot second. Um, it's just something. It's something so special that. I think people can only really appreciate once they understand the difficulty of what it is. And even if people have heard it before, it is, I've said it before, it is impossible, literally impossible to make television in a week. And you do it. It's impossible. They're making a movie. I mean, 
It's a 90-minute show, but there's commercials or whatever. So whatever it times out to be, it's still like a one-hour thing. And if you watch Peaky Blinders, you'd be like, yo, this is a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's a movie. It's a one-hour super-duper movie. Now so, do it in fucking four days. And do it 20 times. You know what I mean? Yeah, Let alone crazy. like the Power Hour and like the Sid Caesar era where they were doing like 100 or two, mm-hmm. you know? And like you just got to give people credit where credit is due and like shut the fuck up if you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> That's Bro, fact. these people work hard, and they don't just sit around trying to be lame. Right. You know, like, 3000 talked about that shit in, like, a record. He was like, somebody said his, like, his verse was boring. And he put that in the song. He's like, it's boring? Really? You know? And, like, how could you say that about something that's not easy to come by and, like, I do it well? You know? Yeah. A lot of those people do it very well. Whether it's your language because it's too current or too woke or whatever it is doesn't mean it's not on point for where that current language is you know what i'm saying sure. and they pay attention to that shit and live and breathe it you know what i mean yeah. so like i don't know if you're a construction worker and you don't do comedy and you don't pay that much attention to it it's like you might be out of date a little <laughs> bit so like i don't know catch up catch up you know uh i appreciate you we end the show the same way uh, you look into that camera right there, and you say mm-hmm. one word or one phrase to end the episode. Uh, it used to be a word a long time ago, and then people were like, oh, can I just say, like, a phrase or a, a piece of advice or whatever? So now it's on you to end the episode. One word or one phrase on that camera. Whenever you're ready, you go ahead and end the episode. Okay. Smash. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.